Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. In a valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I see Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melt in His flame. Amidst the sparks of the flame, I behold only God. Namaste, that is from Rabia the mystic, a Muslim cleric. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and on the other line is Brian. Thank you for joining us for our program. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he knowing he goes there with us. We will be equal as we let him teach us to hear. Good morning listeners. Good morning, Mara. Good to speak with you again. It's wonderful to talk with you again, Brian. It really is. Hold on, I'm going to cough, though. <coughs> Excuse me. On my cruise, there were a lot of smokers, and as um, and I recognize they have the right to smoke. <laughs> Unfortunately, their right conflicted with my right to breathe, and I ended up getting... Uh, <laughs> I ended up getting a cute bronchitis. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, wow, here we go. I, I think at Genoa they uh, they actually onboarded every smoker in Europe. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you can't be So it does tell me to be more cautious in my cruise line selection in the future. <laughs> But anyway, excuse me for coughing periodically, my friends. I'm sorry. It's just kind of the deal. We have Anil's uh, Be Still Thy Soul playing in the background here. I know we talk over it, um, but I think the dimension of the music, not just the words, but of the music, is wonderful. But I do, uh, yesterday, for my meditation program, which for right now, it's Come join your breath with God. That's what we're practicing, breathing. Uh, We did meditate uh, to this song, and uh, I would encourage those of you who are working on your meditation and your breathing to listen to that show. Uh, I um, know since I was gone, you know, people got used to me being gone, but I really have to encourage you to listen to that song because, first of all, neither Brian and I probably remember what we say when we finish these programs because we are simply voices for God. And so God speaks through us, and sometimes, you know, it catches your mind. But I can't speak for Brian, but for myself, I need to write it down if I want to remember it into the future or go listen to the program again. And there's been many times that I've listened to God's words again by going back and listening to a program Brian and I did or a meditation program. But I was very impressed with God's words in the meditation program on Friday. And especially for those people who are working now, just now starting to begin the process 
of thrusting back their shoulders and exposing their hearts in love. We are at the dawn of a new age, and it's a new age of love. Uh, The anti-Christ, the anti-love period is coming to an end. And this particular program, I thought, was, was good. It was good. And Brian, so tell us what you've been doing. Well, I've been quite busy with the schedule that I put together for myself with doing my shows every day at 7 a.m. with the meditation and, of course, my um, Saturday shows with uh, giving us an opportunity to reconnect with truth and then, of course, with my Course in Miracles studies. So I've, I've had quite a bit on my plate. And actually yesterday, just yesterday, I was at a celebration of life service for an, a very dear friend of the family who passed away um, last month. And it was such a glorious time of celebration of life. It's, I'm noticing, or at least in my experience, I don't know if this is common around the world, but I've been to funerals in the past. And it seems like every every one that I go to is more and more cheerful as far as a celebration of life goes. And it was such a glorious time. And although the member, the one who had passed, was an old friend of the family's, for me, it was a situation where she was in our life when I was very young, from the ages of about six months old to about four years old. And then... Due to circumstances, we kind of separated. And then my family got back to talking with them over the years. But I, I'm not so much me in communication with them. And last month when she was going through her complications of, of fighting cancer, I had the opportunity to come and see her again and reminisce on some times and just see her. And I, was, I saw when I looked into her eyes just an angel, just a beautiful light just a beautiful ray of love coming out from her eyes. And although her physical condition wasn't up to par, you could say, I couldn't help but see the beauty of her being in her eyes. And Mm -hmm. at the service, I was just completely inspired to stand up and say a few words and um, share a poem on her behalf. And it was just a glorious event. And everyone who came up and shared... And the whole service at large was such a beautiful display of love, true love for each other and for the deceased. And it was just a glorious experience to experience. That is, that's beautiful. That really is. And, you know, it is so uh, compelling because it links so directly with our topic today, which is when God said, I am that, he meant you. And I think that one of the most difficult things for people to believe and accept is that they are actually a walking part of God. They don't want to accept that because then that takes away from some of the delusion or the Maya thinking about God. And it, but it, on another level, I think that it gives people a responsibility to act in love that most people would like to pass by. They would rather live by a book of rules in many instances with the expectation that if they live by those rules, they will garner the favor of God as opposed to living as that which they are, which is God. And I I love the... um, There's a passage in the Bible where God says, I am that I am. And to me, that captures the kernel of the Kabbalah teachings, um, which is the idea that, you know, when God is whole and not in his parts, here, there, everywhere, if he, when he is just whole, and we are all together, and goodness exists solely as goodness, it, it is a flat experience because there there is nothing to feel it it is simply goodness and peace is wonderful believe me but peace is certainly better because we see the chaos around us and know wow how nice i don't have to be there and so in the kabbalah god is like a vase and the vase broke and then all the parts 
decided that they weren't going to remember that they were God. And instead, their journey was to come back to remembering they are pieces of a vase. And so I am that, you, is so that God can experience through all of us the the excitement and dimension of making choices until we come to a place where we are angels, knowing fully that the only thing that exists is God. And, and it's so interesting because we have been given signals that we many times choose to ignore. The fact that everything, everything is composed of the same element. Or it's the fact that when God by the great I am and so he was telling the messenger this is my name my friends who are listening out there echo that say that out loud what is God's name I am And so to go to a celebration of life is to go to someone who, to a celebration of a part of God, a person who at times on the journey to remember that she was a part of God experienced um, some choices that may not be her highest moments. But the glory of it all is whether you live a life of living your highest moments or a life of living your lowest moments, one eternal truth lives on. You are a part of God. And that soul who lives lower moments has actually done a service for God because every person that soul comes in contact with has an opportunity to forgive and to live on at their highest self. And to me, the question is always, I know we're up to the challenge because we live it, but do we recognize the challenge? And I'm very sensitive to death right now because my parents are getting very uh, old. And now when I'm with them, they talk about dying and talk with me now about where they want this to go and where they want that to go. And um, so... I I guess I'm very sensitive to the angel emerging in people as they move toward death, the remembering that they are part of God, that they are God in a part. Brian? Well, you know what? We may have lost Brian there, which meant I've done this giant monologue, and I do apologize, my friends. <laughs> I was expecting us to uh, uh, to begin just having a dialogue. Brian, are you there? Something must have happened. So let's send good wishes to Brian at this point, uh, that all is well for him. Um, yeah, he. I've lost... His connection, so I'm sure he's going to call back, but if not, um, we'll continue on. I would like for any of you who would like to talk about what our topic is today, there he is again. Now let's try it. Brian, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can now. We lost you. Yeah. <laughs> I love something. I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Praise God, you're back. <laughs> yes, yes. 
So I just wanted to make a comment about what you were saying. Thank you. The Please. beautiful way that you presented all that. And the comment that I want to make is what you were leading to there at the end on the fact that everybody, even the ones who seem to be bringing us hardship and distress and despair in our lives, are a, a representation and an embodiment of God. Because God is everything. God is everyone. And it is our opportunity from everyone that we come across and see in our experience to remember the truth of who they are and therefore mm-hmm. remember the truth of who we are. Yes. And when yes. you can love the one who you say is unlovable, mm-hmm. then there's nowhere and no one that you cannot love. And when you love everything and everyone, you are whole and complete once again. Yes. Yes. And and you're ready. You're ready. I think that's what I'm seeing in my mom and dad. It makes me a little cheerful. I'm I'm very, very tired. And I, I, so as a consequence, just about anything very happy or potentially sad, even slightly sad, makes my ears, my ears, makes my ears ring, but makes my eyes cry. And so I'm sitting here saying that, yes, uh, you're right. And as you recognize that, you know, this journey had a purpose and uh, you were there as a part of all people, there to serve all by your behavior. And I look at my parents and I, I think how sad I am that I can't be with them every day because they are so connected to each other. And uh, I worry that news about... And they are so connected that negative news about one impacts the other as though it was negative news about that one. And and we are now, I'm finding, um, I don't want them to be lonely ever. I'm not an only child, but I am apparently the only one right now. I, I'm a little bit angry at my brothers and sisters for um, not stepping in to um, help my parents during this time more, you know, um, making a little bit more room in their lives, perhaps is the way to say it. You know, a little more room, um, maybe giving up a little bit of what they want to do with their time to share some time with my mom and dad. And, And I really do encourage you. I'm not judging them. And I said I was angry maybe that and that is a judgment and so I should but I don't I just know that I have a feeling of sadness about it I'm not even sure anger is sadness so but that's what I have is this sense of sadness that as you see life coming to closure and people who are not recognizing that process you know and not enlightening and and helping the final days be as beautiful as they can be. We're to a point where my parents won't let me buy them food anymore. That scares me. But and here's in, an opportunity. Yes. To I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, and that's what I do. And their choices, which are difficult, <laughs> you know. So, yesterday we uh, we went, and I just my mother has always loved to shop, and so we shopped and we snuck a few items in there. You know, <laughs> well, don't you think you could help me eat this bag of pears? <laughs> you know, couldn't you eat some of this? You know, but when all is said and done, um, they have now charted out their final days in their way. And so my friends who are out there, if I can encourage you 
to do anything. And I think the concept of what is is aged or old is changing in our society. But if I can encourage you to do anything, it is just to check up on your parents. The uh, It is rather frightening to realize that um, sometimes without reminders, people forget to eat. Sometimes without reminders, people forget to take their medicines. Uh, you know, and so uh, we, if you can just reach out to uh, your family members, uh, that would be good. And I think if you have hardship or hard feelings, it's probably important to remember what we were talking about earlier, which is that we are all part of God. And our bad choices are a part of God. And our bad choices enable others to forgive. They enable you to forgive. And so let's not act delusional. People do have judgments. Would it be better if we could live life without judgment? It probably would, but I think that's part of the experience, is learning to love everyone as though they were yourself and to set aside those judgments. And so um, I encourage you to call your families so that when you go to the celebration of life at the end, you also have close new experiences to affirm your relationship with these people, such as Brian described. Brian, I'm going to let you talk for a few minutes. <laughs> well, I think what we can definitely agree upon and connect with is that all of life is precious. Yeah. All of life is precious indeed. And what Mara is saying here is that all too often we take for granted situations and we overlook people in our experience. And when we can bring back the preciousness and the beauty of everyone and everything in our experience, then we start living life fully once again. And as we are living life fully, completely, then there can be no regret because nothing was left behind. Nothing was left on the table. We opened our hearts fully and we express the love and the caring and the compassion to everyone in every moment. And that can be easy to do sometimes for the loved ones in our lives, the family and friends. But we must learn to stand upon that expression of love to everyone we see. And everyone. Life is not measured by how many things you collect or all of your accomplishments, but rather by how much love you share and influence people with. And as we set our goal to express love fully to everyone that we come across, everyone we meet setting our biases aside, our judgment, the best that we can, and choosing instead to see that the one we're looking at, no matter how they're behaving or what they're saying, is equal to you in God, is your brother and sister in God. And when we can learn and recognize and express that truth through our words, our thoughts, and our actions, then we are expressing the truth of who we are, the God self that we are, through ourselves to that one. And everyone benefits from such an experience. Whenever you recognize another and yourself, 
meaning has been uncovered, truth has been uncovered, and beauty has been uncovered. And it's an opportunity that we have in each and every moment to recognize and to experience. And life is all about experience. And all too often, as I said before, our experience of life is dimmed. We are diluting our experience by neglecting and overlooking the preciousness and the beauty that each moment holds for us. And as we start to recognize that there is a wonderful beauty in everything, and we have the opportunity to experience that beauty in everything, then life becomes more full and more complete and more glorious. Our food tastes better. Our time with our friends is more meaningful and more glorious. Simply taking a shower is wonderful, feeling the water on your skin. We start to live a more full and complete life, and we start to radiate and exude love out from our being. And the love that we share returns to us. And so what we give out, we receive. And so as we take the mindset and set the intention to express that love out into the world, we are gifted with that very same love. And it expands and it intensifies and it becomes the norm. And then everyone is acting from that space. And this is what's going on now in this time. The concepts that we are talking about here on this show now, and that Mara and myself talked about on our shows, and there are so many other shows and avenues and venues and modalities that are expressing the same thing. And they're becoming more common, more mainstream, and the energy is expanding and expanding. And we all play a role. We all play a part. And when we claim our role, claim our part, embody it, and express it, we not only help ourselves, but we help out the entirety of the energy of the world. So let us choose to start looking at things, remembering, which is the only true use of our memory, is to remember who we are and who that one is in each and every moment. And when we can set that intention and keep our attention on it, then our lives will start to unfold in ways that we never thought possible. And our experience of life becomes more joyous and more free. Because instead of trapping ourselves in our judgment and trying to impose them upon others and therefore trapping them we set everyone free to be who they truly are. And everyone, in their essence, is nothing but beauty and perfection. Yes. Yes. It really, um, as you were speaking, I thought of that passage uh, in the New Testament where uh, they're meeting uh, Mary Magdalena and they want to basically stone her and Jesus challenges each person to uh, the only people who can throw a stone are those who do not have a log in their eye, who have themselves never done anything that was considered unacceptable by society. And, And one by one, people turn and walk away because the reality is that there is no such person. There's no such human being. And I think the dilemma is that somehow we expect that we, we think that God expects us to be perfect. But instead, it is through our imperfections that we move towards our recognition with God. And that is, it's the experience that is what is expected. 
and and it is the the hope that you will live out the journey, the experience that you need to experience. I think I've told this story before, but um, when I stopped being just a Methodist, I wasn't sure what was next for me, you know. I knew I was a very spiritual being, and I, but I wasn't comfortable being everything at that point. And um, a friend of mine who was Jewish told me that, uh, at least this is what he told me, that his group believed that there were going to be 10,000 messengers at one time and told me that I was one of the 10,000 messengers, which was interesting since I was, I am Christian, so therefore I was, a, I was Christian, so therefore I'm a sect of Judaism, but I'm not, you know, I wasn't Jewish, and uh, now I believe I'm everything. But I went to study with uh, an old rabbi, very old man, Rabbi Tesler. He was down in Beverly Hills, and I would fly to my my studies, and uh, he was an Orthodox rabbi, and he technically should not be alone with a woman. But uh, he chose to take me as one of his students, and we... And we talked, and I learned many, many things from him. And on occasion, I talk about those things. The fact that every time I would come to see him, he was talking about the same party, just by way of example. And it was like, and and it took the longest time for me to realize that the reason we were talking about the same party was because we were talking about the party from the perspective from the perception of different people. So when we first began our discussions, we began talking about the most honored guest. And we quickly moved through every guest to the least honored, the unexpected, and the dancer. And in each instance, each one of them had a view of what was going on. And all of those views were necessary for it to be what it was. And so people didn't need to share the same idea of an event for the event to nevertheless be meaningful. Well, in the course of my studies, uh, I came to hear, and I loved the stories that I came to learn, and this one I believe I've shared before, and uh, I think it's worth sharing again, that there was a man and a woman who wanted a child more than anything in the world. They wanted a child. And they prayed and prayed and prayed for the child. And then one day, lo and behold, despite the fact that she was past the age of, of being fertile, she had, she became pregnant. And um, God sent an angel to tell her, you are going to have a baby, a beautiful baby. And they did. And it was a lovely baby, and they doted on that child. And, you know, they they nurtured it and taught it all that they knew. And they loved the baby more than themselves or life. And then one day, after she had finished suckling the baby, the baby died of an unexpected disease. And they were angry. They were angry that God gave them that which they wanted and then snatched it away. And so when God's angel came to talk to them about this beautiful baby, they turned their backs on God's angel and wouldn't talk to him. And so he talked to their backs. And they said, you, and he told them, you gave birth to a soul that it experienced everything in the world there was to experience except one thing, suckling at the breast of a Jewish mother. That soul has now experienced everything and is ready now to be at home. 
my friends, it's a journey home for all of us. The world is not just the reality of a situation is not just based on our unique individual perception. My kids say it's not all about me, but it's instead based on a myriad of realities. And because everybody has their own reality going, the thing that makes it easy to love is to realize that I have been loved when I have not risen to my highest self. That people have looked past those times to a grander version of me. And so I endeavor to look past such times to a grander version of others. As Neil Donald Walsh says, I try to see more in others than they are showing me. And I think that the log in the in the eye, the idea that when you're ready to really get down and be angry and judge another person, you need to step back and realize that you haven't lived a perfect life. That there have been people that you have hurt with your words, with your deeds. And that nevertheless, you were provided an opportunity to show who you really are and that those words did not just define you. You were provided an opportunity to break out of the box of your words and be more. And you want to provide others that same opportunity. That is the challenge of remembering I am. Our name, I am. Why don't we go ahead and do a meditation? Thank you very much. We will. Thank you. Okay, let's do um, let's do solar winds interstellar as as our our meditation centering. I think I'd like to follow you as opposed to precede you, if that's okay. Wonderful. Let us now begin to breathe slowly and deeply, allowing ourselves. Making space for the recognition of the inner peace and inner beauty of our being to come forward, to be heard, to be experienced. Breathing in the love and the peace of the universe. Sending out each breath, the worry and the grief, the anxiety, coming into a deeper, deeper experience of yourself with each breath, allowing yourself to flow fall into this experience naturally, just by focusing on the breath and realizing the truth of your being, the I am that I am. Feeling this truth, 
saying this these words in your mind now as a silent mantra. Letting the words reverberate. Letting the words flow. Letting the meaning of the words sink in. As you continue to breathe, feeling these words, the very core of your being, becoming a part of you now. light shines more and more brightly, and the energy and the beauty that this light emits touches everything and everyone, causing a glorious effect to one degree or another in everyone. This is the gift that we can all share with the world. The gift of our being. The gift of our soul. And as we continue to breathe, continue to say silently in your mind. I am that I am. Take very deep, deep breaths as you're going to begin the process of merging your breath with God's breath. And I don't want you to focus on the breath, but focus on your connection with God, with love. To help in that process, I'd like you to reach out your right hand or your left hand, whichever is your dominant hand, and take the hand of God as you know God to be. Because, my friends, God is grand enough to be everything each and every one of us know him or her to be. I'd like you to feel your dominant hand begin to warm up as your connection, your recognition with love, with God, takes hold. 
feel the warmth of that energy, that remembering, coming up through your arm. As you breathe in deeply, pulling your breath with God's breath, moving up through your divining rod, your spine, your chakra, feeling the energy now as you pull your breath in and it's merging with God's energy. remembering your connection to God. You are remembering your agreement with God. The experiences that you chose to experience. You are remembering the promises you made to God and yourself about how you would react to others. In keeping with the experiences they promised to give you. You're pulling healing, remembering energy up through your spot. Pull it up. Allow it to cross your heart and expand as you thrust back your shoulders. Allow it to go through your voice box, your throat, throat chakra. And forgive yourself for the words that you have spoken to others that have gone pain. Forgive yourself and begin sending out a golden, golden net capture those words and end their effect on the world. The net may be very heavy, but God is helping you pull it, pull it, and now it turns into a beautiful, beautiful balloon, a hot air balloon filled with light. And if you look up, you allow your eyes to roll back and look up, you see the sky full of hot air balloons going up, up crossing the atmosphere and going into space where they explode into nothing. Freed of words that hurt. Freed of emotions that have been expressed carelessly. Continue to breathe reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of your neighbor, a fellow listener, Scott, and feel yourself surrounded, completely encased in God's love. God is one thing, love, nothing else. Feel the power of God's love in your body as your body begins to relax at the knowledge that you are loved, at the genetic recognition of you with God, the unity of spirit. Pull your breath now. Move past your voice, your throat chakra, and go to your third eye. And now rest there. Breathe in and breathe out. And envision yourself as a loving reflection of that which you are. As you go about your duty, as you go about your pleasure, when you wait in line, wait in line with a smile on your face, being glad that you have a moment to just sit and bask in doing nothing but being loved. 
if something happens that things don't go as you want them to go, manifest yourself embracing things as they are and accepting that this is not the moment nor the time for things to occur as you had hoped, as you had expected. When you encounter someone in need, share. Sharing does not have to be a lot, it just has to be. Now, let us continue and let's take another breath. And this time I want you to open, open, open your crown chakra. Feel it opening like Mount Palomar, the grand telescope, opening up. And as it opens, send your breath out as beautiful golden molecules. And as your breath begins to emerge and become one with the breath of God, notice that it becomes great light, iridescent light. Feel the excitement of being at the bottom of a funnel of iridescent light, your breath. And now breathe the breath of God out, cleansing yourself, releasing all worries, all cares, everything into the hands of God which you hold. And now let us breathe here with you breathing in your air and taking it up through your crown chakra and merging it with God's breath. And let's do that in silence for two minutes. the imprint that you feel now in your body, the crisp quality of the breath that you breathe, the shimmering feel of your skin as you hold hands with God. Remember that imprint and call it back to yourself when you feel separate from that which you are, when you forget that when God said, I am that, he meant you. Holding that imprint, nourish it, feel it, remember it. Holding hands in the circle of love with God now.
let's begin to send love around the world. Giant, giant pillars of, of love are coming forth from our hearts. See it. Know that you alone can change things. And all of us together are on the cusp of bringing a new way, a way of love to the world. Where suffering and pain are looked at with compassion and solution, not with disgust and blindness. that you are feeling right now and imagine yourself letting go of the hands of God as God now helps you take a huge bag a larger pull string bag than you've ever seen in your life and as God holds with one hand the bag up you and God tug together to pull the bag closed where you will capture these feelings and emotions you're experiencing now for all time. Together, you and God will tie a bow on the bag and it will be there waiting for you when you forget who you are. As your bag gets closed, gently take it and throw it over your shoulder but this is a magic bag and it floats into the spine, into your back. And it becomes something you carry with you always. Invisible love. Now let us begin to open our eyes and as we open our eyes, open our eyes as a messenger of love. Look out now and know you are enough and you are a part of God. Namaste, my friends. Peace be with you between now and next week. Please don't forget to listen to Brian's programs. They're really remarkable. Brian, oh, we have a phone call. My gosh, it just came in. Let me see. We only have one minute left. Let me go ahead and call, bring the caller in. Hello, welcome. Area code 909. Oh, the person's gone. They may have been calling in to listen. Brian, we have just a few minutes left. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Mara, for sharing your time with me. Thank you, listeners, for sharing your time with us. And let us go out recognizing, remembering, and embodying the truth of who we are and expressing that to everyone and everything.
Namaste to each of you. And I think, you know, you can't, uh, you can't not enjoy this. So we'll go out a few seconds at this beat. Be happy, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Hello, light. Thank you. Myself, hello, light. Namaste, Brian. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.